Hi, this is Greg Anderson, and this is the Living in Carver County podcast. My guest today is Chaska Mayor Mark Winshuttle. Mark, it's, I'm delighted to have you here. Um, we're just going to get rolling because I know we've had some scheduling conflicts, and so I just want to get right into it. Before we get going, if there's people that have maybe been living under a rock and they don't know who you are, can you give us a little bit of background and where'd you grow up and how is it that you ended up to become Mayor of Chaska? So, my, so again, my name is Mark Winshuttle, and I've been the mayor of Chaska for, I'll, I'll be starting my 11th year next year. I'm, I'm in an odd year because I was elected in uh, when the current mayor had to step away f- because he got a different job and wasn't able to do both. So, um, so I, I, I'm kind of in the odd year guy. So only guy to be sworn in in Chaska twice in one year. So, so that's, <laughs> I, I have that record to hold. But uh, I've really been kind of a, a, around this area for a long time. My family moved from New Alham to Chanhassen in 1960. And I've really hardly le- ever left the zip code too far. So, so I've really been around this area for a long time. My uh, my real job, as I tell everybody uh, when I talk to them, I was a firefighter in St. Louis Park for 27 years. Retired as a chief there about five years ago now. So, um, got involved with the mayor just primarily because I uh, I started looking at this this special election for a mayor. And I thought that I thought the city council was going to appoint. Then they changed and decided to have a special election, and wasn't sure there was going to be anybody else running. And I threw my uh, name in, and the next thing you know, I'm the mayor. So there's a real uh, <laughs> down it, and dirty of my lifetime here. So, so is that was that one of those deals like on the old shows with the military when they were looking for a volunteer and some guy wasn't paying attention and the line moved back and you were the last guy standing? Yeah, kind of, kind of was. That yeah. One, so okay, but it's it's really it's. It's been a lot of fun, and it really hasn't been as challenging. Like, I, I don't get phone calls all the time, I, you know, it's, so it's never been as bad as I kind of envisioned when I first started. Okay, well, that's good. So now, you went to Chaska High School, right? I am. I'm a 1973 graduate of Chaska, so very excited that our uh, high school football team just won the 5A stat championship. I've been waiting a long time for that one, so well, I think the, o- the over-under on when you were going to slide that in was two minutes, so you were only over <laughs> by about 25 seconds. Well, I got to add, you <laughs> brought up Chaska High School, so that's That was it. a lob for you. That was a lob for yeah. you. Now, I, I swung it, and, and you I were, a home yeah, run. And you had a jersey, too, because... Uh, I had my, uh, I still had my high school jersey. I you're like 53, so you're a 52, linebacker. 52. 52. Okay, yep, so linebacker, linebacker. Yep, yep, yep. So I, uh, I, I did. I, I first brought it out. They had on Thanksgiving Day. The the high school had. They called it alumni. They invited all the all the alumni to to uh, come and show up. And I thought, oh, I don't have time. And then I got everything done. We were all good. I. So I decided I'll just run over there for a little bit. And they were still actively practicing. And I thought, oh, well, I showed a couple people I had that jersey on. Everybody got a big kick out of it. So I, I, um, so then all of a sudden they stopped the practice. They were done. And they came over and they said, we'd like to have all alumni come out on the field. So we all, oh, cool. So we walked out there and the coach was said a few words to the players and, you know, just kind of gave them their pep talk a little bit. And then they said, well, we'd like to go around and introduce all the alumni. I thought, well, that was kind of nice. And, well, I was clearly by far the oldest alumni there. I mean, <laughs> they were talking like 16s and 14s, and I'm thinking, I didn't even recognize any of them kids, you know. And, and then it came to me, and I, 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 I lifted up my shirt and showed them. I said, 73 graduate, game-worn jersey. And, oh, I got a big roar out of them. Oh, so fun. that just kind of started all fun. the fun about it. 
So. Well, that's been a really cool thing. That's really been a nice um, uh, 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 enhancement to the community, the whole change in the culture and everything that started really with Lampert, didn't it? I mean, in terms yeah, of the I program, think, I mean, I think it really... Yeah, I started getting a turnaround. You know, they went through when we split schools, you know, obviously a bunch of people, you know, all of a sudden you take a, a good program and you split it in half, and now it's a mediocre program. And it took a, it took a few years, but I think I think I do think that Lambert got it back on its tracks, and then now they just have been gradually able to build it and, and build it stronger. Yeah. And, and I, they had a pretty strong team tonight or this year. There was no doubt. What was about exciting it. too for the just the whole enthusiasm throughout the community? People seem to really get behind it. And well, you know, and, and, and like I say, being at the game, you know, we each get they each put you on one side of the. The, the field and you know St. Thomas had a nice crowd but we were plumb full on our side I mean it was you could it was a sea of people and and uh, I, I still think one of the coolest comments about um, one of the one of the one of the captains uh, Spielberger I, I don't know if I got the right right last name but he he got up and I I was trying to get the kids to talk I, we invited him to the council meeting to yeah recognize I saw them that I was gonna and, mention that and tried to get someone to talk so I said so you're in you're three minutes left, you know, there's not much time. You really haven't mounted a whole lot of offense, neither team, but you're still only four points down. And I said, what were you thinking at that point? You know, three minutes left, you got the ball back. And he says, you know, he says, I got to thinking. He says, I've been with these guys for six months, you know, and he says, we've worked hard, we've become brothers. And he said, you know, I I, I knew we could do it. And he says, I looked up in the, into the bleachers and he said, I saw all those all the community support that was there and cheering for us and had our backs. And he said, at that point, he says, he said, I just knew we could do that drive and make it and win the game. So I thought that that was really cool. That is amazing. To say something like that from a high school kid. Yeah. And even at the welcome home at the high school, (coughs) uh, three of the four captains that night, or there's five of them, I can't remember. Something like that. But they mentioned the community, that thanking the community. And one even said, thank you to the city of Chaska. So, I don't know where they got that from because they kind of just got thrown <laughs> up there to speak. So uh, apparently the community support really meant a lot to them. And I, that, and that's kind of part of that. You know, we have have a mission here to be the strive to be the best small town in Minnesota. I think those are things that still do that when your football team mentions your community to support. I think that's important. Well, it's a nice feedback for something that's been in place for a long right. time. And it, it's a nice to have a a set of a filter and a set of values that you run decisions through. And, and I think we're going to be, um, you know, feeling really good about this for a long, long, long time. I I mean, and I know like with, I was there for the, when the, when the basketball team won that time and it was that same thing. You still, you know, those kids, you know, those names and, and, and we happened at the time when the, during the basketball thing, um, we had an exchange student from South Africa living with us, and then he actually ended up staying with Dave and uh, Pam Picorni too. Oh, okay. And uh, he, you know, we're still in contact, and he talks about that. You know, <laughs> how, what a big deal yeah. that was. So and it, people these, don't these understand. Championships yeah, like that's a, a huge thing. I mean, even though we're starting to approach thirty thousand, we're not there, but we're getting there. And but that's still part of our goal is to still keep that feel because you can lose that really fast if you're not careful. Yep. That's excellent. So, um, so coming back to the whole mayor thing, I mean, other than that, you know, maybe 
getting hit in the head too many times playing football. But what? I did. What, I did what end, actually. I did, I did end my football career with a concussion. No, I didn't, I, they didn't have protocols then either. No, <laughs> like, but I, suck uh, it up, I, Buttercup. I, right? I, no, I got a pretty good one. I oh, was out, so they put oh, me. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Yeah, I had to go to the hospital that night. Oh, geez. Oh, night, that's so. no good. All so right. they told me well, I was even pretty joke much about done that, for the year. No, yeah. And I do joke So I guess that comes back to, well, what motivated you to become mayor? I mean, when I mean to get into the to to put yourself out there for that was just the this gap because you knew you were going to coming near retirement because you you did this before you retired right so, I mean right. you had six I, years of overlap yeah. it you know it had nothing to do about retirement it was it was all about uh, what I, I was upset that we decided to have a special election and I because what happens if nobody ran the elect my election time the year that I ran for mayor started Thanksgiving week. And it ended January 19th. Well, who's going to be able to campaign over the Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's? So it was kind of like there was a candidate, and and I just wanted to make sure that there was a race. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what, the election had to happen if one name or 500 names were there. So it was just one of them. At that time, there was only one name, and and I got to thinking about it. I, I, I used to work for the city of Chaska for 13 years. I worked here from... 1970, I got to do my math now, 1974 to 1987. Wow. So I have a, I had a fairly good, you know, insight on the workings of the city of Chaska. And then at my job in St. Louis Park, I, I managed our, our budget. So I, I, I've kind of been around city government long enough that I had a pretty good feel for it. Okay. So I, I just thought, I'm, you know, I could probably do it. I need some help. You weren't uh, you know. a protest candidate, in other words. No, I, and, and I, I really didn't have, I mean, a lot of times you have somebody that's got an issue that they run on, and I really didn't have an issue other than, you know, we should have appointed and waited for the following year to election because we really ended up having two elections in one year. Well, and those aren't inexpensive either when we do these Right, and, and there's money involved, and especially as a mayor because you had to open all four wards. Oh, sure. You know, so oh, yeah, unlike the recent uh, recent council ones, elections. you just open up the the wards. Okay. So, so yeah. All right. Okay. And and so you you mentioned that you haven't had any really horrible things, but has there been anything uh, while you've been there that surprised you that maybe you weren't that kind of blindsided you or something that you didn't really see coming or? I don't know that there's anything that's blindsided me. It is is probably the 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 biggest challenge is sometimes the financing. That is just uh, some of the things in the TIF districts and the tax abatement districts. They are a challenge. And, uh, and I'll sit with an administrator and I said, oh, you got to walk me through this again. I don't." And he says, I went through a whole semester of college. And he says, there's times I get confused on it. Sure. So it is very confusing. And, and, and the laws have changed and they continue to change. So those are probably as, as much as the challenging. And, you know, and then you always have, you know, you got 150 to 200 full-time employees. And then we got, we're over 300 plus with part-time. So, you know, there's always it's employees. a big staff. I'm yeah, saying. it's a big staff. I mean, and I don't deal directly with them. But if something's going on, I always find out about them and, and where we're at and what's happening. But okay. for the most part, we're, we're very fortunate. We've got, I mean... When I worked here in the 74s, the 87, we're still a handful of people that I know that were here when I left. Oh, my gosh. So so I think that's a testament of what it's like to work here, that people get here and they find out that it's, you know, it's it's a pretty good job. And I, th- I think we try to take care of our employees. We've really done a lot. We've just went through a, a staffing study, a wage comparison studies. 
because we kind of forget about them sometimes we always we always want to build new and shiny things mm -hmm. but sometimes we forget about the people that take care of all that stuff so we really worked a lot about um, um, in the last year that was came out of a, a, a staff retreat that we had to just to say we need to spend a little more time on on the people that take care of things and and that's why you'll see you know, uh, in the last 10 years, we've done a ton of infrastructure repairs, like all the downtown oh gosh, streets. Yeah. And, and now we're really looking, our buildings are all approaching 30 years old. They all need, they all need work. And sure. so those are the things that we're really starting to spend a lot of time on and still working on trying to create new shiny things too. So, sure. So it's well, I was, I was, I was thinking, about, I was kind of chuckling because I was thinking about Anne, Matt's wife, um, saying that Matt never saw a tree, didn't want to cut down. <laughs> no, we don't say that. No, no. We don't talk no, about trees. No. Well, I mean, okay. In fairness, I mean, when you when your infrastructure goes and you have boulevard trees, there's nothing right. you can do. There's no way. To, there's no work around on it. Because and just to clarify Greg's comments, though, <laughs> he he started going into that when we started the street reconstruction project. I mean, we were taking taken down 30, 35 year old, right. you know, elm, or not elm trees, but ash trees and stuff that, you know, people use for shade. But, you know, by the time you go in there and, and dig down, get to the, the utilities, well, that, and that the roots point. are all cut. Yeah. And the, or, and the roots, people forget that the, that the, the root system's as big as the canopy. And so when you've got infrastructure, you've got sewer and water, right. it's, you don't and, have a choice. And the other and so, part of it is, is, is part of the issues that we had is we'd plant those trees and then the roots would push all the sidewalks up and you couldn't walk down the sidewalk. So it, or, so or it was kind of a twofold and, yeah, thing. Yeah. So we had, to, we had to correct some things. But, but the thing that we found out about trees is the trees look great on the outside, but if you bore into them, they're hollow in the middle. So they're, yeah. they're, their end of life is coming sooner than most people. I didn't mean to pick up that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean but, to open but, Pandora's but, box on the tree thing. I was but just what's, joking. What's interesting, <laughs> I, and I want to I finish that what's interesting about the trees is that now when we do a street reconstruction people understand it because they've seen what's happened the last 10 years and how much nicer right. all of this is um and and i could even throw you more history back in the 74 to 87 when i worked here when dutch elm hit our streets were totally oh, we had yeah, canopy yeah. lined streets with these beautiful elm trees and we would go in and take a whole block in a day sure and and people would come home from work and they go what the heck happened? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so, well, I so I've been through yeah. the tree things. Oh, yeah. And, you know, well, remember St. Peter when the tornado went yes, through, too. Absolutely. I mean, they had these beautiful connecting trees, and it was just... And yeah, it, and a tornado was even worse. But when you... Well, I suppose it's really not too much different than Dutch Elm coming in and taking over your Right, city, but either so. way, it's a, but, it's a change of streetscape, and people respond, but, obviously. But we thought we were and, really going to be smart back then. And said, "Well, we'll plant these ash trees because they're really solid." Well, now here comes emerald ash borer. So now, <laughs> now when we do a street, we have, I think it's like, fifteen to twenty different species of trees that we're planting. Oh, through. okay. So there's that makes the, all sense. kinds of variety. And if you're a homeowner in that area, you actually get to pick the tree. Oh, nice. So I didn't even know so about we've that. really, and that, like I said. Once people really sit down and talk to us and get the whole big picture, they can't wait for it to happen. Well, and, and that brings up, I want, I'm going to come back to that because that's okay. actually a, a, a cool thing. And um, 
Uh, you mentioned about MAD, and one of the things that I want to talk about, and, and part of what we're trying to accomplish with this podcast is just give people a resource where they can go and learn about things that maybe they don't know about. So, right. for example, you mentioned, Matt, and that you're not here on a day-to-day basis, but you're in touch with what's going on. And So let's let's stop there. Matt Podorowski is our city administrator. Right. So we know who we're talking about. Okay. Matt. So city manager, <laughs> Matt Podorowski. But one of the things that people may or may not have heard, and I, like I said, I'd only heard this term maybe six, seven years ago because I was on a political affairs committee. Um, we had a meeting at Betsy, Ho- Betsy Hodges' office when she was still the mayor of Minneapolis, and they kind of took us through the whole weak mayor, strong mayor thing. And my understanding, if and correct me if I'm wrong, is that we're a weak mayor system, meaning that you actually have another job. And... Um, that uh, uh, that you're you're more like the chairman of the board as opposed to a like a, a president of a company where you have an office there and you're there all the time. So in other words, being mayor is not your day job. Is that correct? That, that is correct. I don't even have a I don't even have an office at City Hall. Most mayors in Carver County that I'm aware of, I don't believe any of them even have offices in Carver in in City Hall. I think Chan may have a, a small office for the mayor. To, but we've never had one. I mean, partially we're out of room there, but we've never, there's never been an office uh, for the mayor. You know, there's always, if I had to meet somebody, I generally just go to a coffee shop or something sure. like that. Yeah, but, you're, I but, see you. Or, Greg, or Greg's you. office. Yeah, Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yes, that's right. Uh, so I am not a full-time mayor. That I, I always tell everybody, it's really part-time. That's what we're designed to be. We're part-time. My job is to run the council meetings and as a council, our job is really visionary. We're looking out long-term. We do not have anything to do with the day-to-day operations, the hiring and firing of personnel. The only person that truly reports to us is the city administrator, Matt. He's the only one that we actually do. Uh, we do a review of his job, and we, deter- we, we actually kind of take care of his raises and benefits and stuff like that. But everything else, that's his responsibility. Right. So you guys are more responsible for the high um, altitude things. than 30,000 feet level. Exactly. Right, right, right. Because I guess, um, and I, it, <laughs> now I, let's see, I picked the trees. Let's see, what else can I poke you with? <laughs> How about Facebook? Let's talk about Facebook for a second. It has to be frustrating. <laughs> I mean, it's frustrating for me, and I'm not even in city government, but it's frustrating because of sometimes the lack of understanding about how things go. For example, why did the city, you know, why did they do this or why did they do that in terms of actual tenant mix? Um, and actually, in, in, in seriousness, that actually, I think, was probably a big reason for the change at the, in, you know, a next community near, near, without mentioning any names, a community near us, because people didn't like the tenant mixer that was coming in with the, with the development. And so you guys really don't have anything to do with that. In terms of how you plan for the, uh, the future of the city, talk a little bit, just kind of not into the real deep weeds, but maybe just a little bit of how you guys set a vision and, you know, like people don't know, for example, what a comp plan is. So can you just come maybe talk a little bit about that? Cause it speaks to your role as a, as a right. visionary committee. So, so we're, and I don't even know if we have yet, but we would be completing. You're always about 20 years out when you do a comp plan, and it's basically it just tells you how your city's laid out. So, so we, so we're starting to fill up. We really only have the southwest Chaska area mm-hmm. to really say what's happening. The rest of our city is developed, and it, it is what it is. So, so basically, what you do is you take a piece of property and you lay it out and said, well, this is this is going to be residential. 
uh, this will be residential. We can put a school here. We're going to have a park here. And, and you can, it, so it, it kind of lays it out that way. Now, because we just added a new interchange out in that area. So now we had to go ahead and revise You're talking our, about the County 44 the, the County ramp, 44. that exchange ramp yep, up with the, the Southwest Chassis where all of our development is. Mm -hmm. By adding that on and off ramp now, we had to go ahead and amend our, and actually this year we amended our, our comp plan because now the west side of 212 will be commercial industrial because Chaska now is out of industrial. So it's it's really, the comp plan is what's your future. So if I come in and buy a piece of property, I can go and look at that comp plan and say, okay, everything around me is zoned residential. I should feel pretty safe. Sometimes people move into a developing city and say, oh, this is a great spot. There's 12 acres of undeveloped land right there. Well, like on the corner of Pioneer Trail and Highway 41. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> So that sounds really great, but if you'd go look at the comp plan, you'd see that that was set up for commercial or industrial or something to know that it's it's not going to be undeveloped in a growing city right in on the hub of two major highways. So, so the comp plan is really there to say where are we kind of headed in the next twenty years? Can you change it? Absolutely, but it is a big deal and it needs approval by the Met Council. I think your ride is coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> not that one. Not that one. <laughs> Not that one. But the uh, um, the Met Council still has to approve these. They have to be submitted to the Met Council. So if they see something they don't like or or you're bringing in some sort of an industrial hazardous material thing, they're going to have some conversations with sure, you. Sure, sure. So it, it's it's not something we just dream up by ourselves. It's it's really thought out. And, you know, cities like us that have been around for a long time, we've been doing these forever, so it's not like anything new. But, every, you know, every 10 years you revise them. So Sure. And so people, you know, like, for example, the growth that's happening now, this was preordained. I mean, this, right. is, this, isn't, an, this isn't an arbitrary accident or oh. a function of a free market. Um, you know, this I mean, is that, that, extensive planning and, and, and we're going to dive a little deeper into the comp plan thing and the, um, with Met Council, I'm going to spend some time with Matt, but I'm also, I'm one of my future podcast guests will be a representative from Met Council. So we'll okay. talk about that so we can, you know, come back and listen to us again. But just um, if you, Deb Barber is our representative around here. She would be, she's so, and she's very knowledgeable. I mean, she's deeper into transportation. But uh, she's well, actually, and that's really uh, what—that's really her the, name in for the chair of the Met Council. So if she gets that, you may not get all of her. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, she'll she'll be. I mean, I'm kicking yeah. the coverage if I get her at all. Exactly. But um, it's uh, but the but the whole thing about the transportation is really the catalyst that drives everything. I mean, you've got you've got sort of a comp plan in place that you've got areas that are marked commercial or residential or retail or what. But in terms of so drilling down to maybe some of the people that. We're having a hard time getting their head around, for example, you know, not just how fast was Duncan going to open, because that was apparently the hot controversy for the first seven months of the year, but why Duncan or why AT&T or why something like, for example, and what I'm referencing is the little mall that developed uh, next to the Walgreens across from City Square, or from the uh, curling center. So, but you guys have, would have nothing to say about um, tenant mix or that nope, kind of nope. thing. So, so when we, when, when like little areas like that, that redevelop, all we do is say that it's going to be like commercial or something like that or, okay. or retail. We don't, uh, yeah, it'd be, that would have been all set up for retail. 
Right, but, and that had been that way for years because yes. it was commercial prior to that. It wasn't like you took exactly. farmland. So and it, said, yes, it's it was set up for that, and it's really up to the developer to come up with the tenants. Sure. You know, I, I wish that we could go in and say, I want this here and I want that business there and I want to do that, but we don't have any choice with that. The one thing that I have found out, maybe you, you call this uh, one of those aha moments, but is uh, restaurants and stuff like that. When we did a restaurant survey, is that some some restaurants and chains you have to have a they draw a circle around your site at, within whatever their thing is and you have to have x amount of population in right site. a trade area so so we're pretty good to the east but we're lacking to the west so that's why when they draw that circle nah that we're just not quite ready there you know we're and, still and, on that fringes of and i'm of guessing stuff. that's probably a hy issue at that point no nope, i don't or, think hy is that as much as i think they built really fast and you know we were one of the last sites to maybe be built. I, I personally, I think High V is going to come out with a um, like a more moderate size uh, store. Uh, or yes, something I like. think they're going to come out with a smaller version store, and and maybe then some other rather than building everything inside, they'd be separate buildings. That way, they could possibly sell them off, lease them off if something didn't fly or go. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just Mark's speculation. No, I get it, I and I, I thought about the same thing because I mean, God, they're not, like a Costco. I mean, the, like that Shakopee one. I mean, it occupies a lot of real estate. It's it's all kind of self contained, and and, and it's and the thing that I heard a lot of residents to make that fly. The other part of the High V story is is that with the with the so low unemployment, they can't get enough employees. I heard the Shakopee store was delayed because they couldn't get enough employees to open it. And when they did open it, they opened it with like 100 less employees of what they needed. Because I heard they need like 500-some employees at that place because they're open 24 hours a day and, you, you know, you got all these different things there. So I, I think that's the other thing they're finding out right now, that the workforce is hard to fill, Sure. Um, you know, without them spending a ton of money. So I think that's why I think you're going to see a, just a different version of the store. So I don't know. I'm hoping that something happens in the next year or two with Hy-Vee That, But they they have told me that they don't buy land to block it from someone else, that if they purchase a property, they won't build on it. Yeah, and I, it, with the growth that's happening out well, there, I, I kinda, it, the numbers will make a lot more sense yes. for them in a year or two with all the with all the new development that's well, happening and, off and of County Road 44. Um, so. But, I mean, you know, the thing is, is Norwood, Norwood has closed their grocery store. Mm-hmm. Victoria doesn't have a grocery store. If they really look at that, and with that intersection, that's the gateway to the west. So there's a lot of people that could be pulling in there off, coming home from work, grabbing yep. groceries and heading home. Yep. That. So I, I think that they realize that it's a good spot. But I just, I think that they built so fast that they have to catch up with everything. I mean, that's a story that I, I keep hearing. So, um I'm really hoping because I, I when we met with them, there was another one going to be in a nearby city, and I kind of asked, "Are they are they using us as a pawn? Are they playing games?" And he goes, "No, we don't do that." Okay, oh, so that's I, good I, to hear. I mean, yeah, and and that's what that's why I always, you know, I always tell people that you know they said that they don't play games that if they buy a piece of property they're going to build on it. They paid all the assessments, so I mean, good. They're so yeah. It's just a matter of when they decide they want to go forward. So I think part of it is. Um, there's some road work that's going to be done around in that area that will connect this southwest Chaska that we talked about. And I think in the next year or two, I see that being done. We're still trying to acquire some properties. Uh, we need one piece of property that um, to finish that that 
uh, roadway through there. And unfortunately, the, the owner passed and the wife is in a uh, Alzheimer care unit. So it's kind of challenging. Who the, I don't even know. I'm not sure who we're dealing with anymore. But sure. I, I think they're getting close on, the, on that parcel of property. So. Well, let's change gears a little bit because I want to be respectful of your time. I'd love to have you back. We could do this periodically because there's a ton of stuff we could talk about yet but um we had a pretty good run the last few years i mean a lot of stuff going on here that's yep. been pretty amazing the Ryder cup the you know the curling center i mean you said big and shiny and that obviously is um um you know there's some pretty good things you, you want to take about a minute and a half just sure. to kind of brag on a little on the last it, it, you know few it's interesting because i i try to write articles periodically um in the herald like quarterly I don't think people like to have them every week, so I try to. <laughs> but then, unfortunately, I, I I end up with a lot of information in. But I do hear from people that say they read it and they really enjoy it. And I, it was just kind of talking about, you know, I started it in 2010. So right, the now bottom I, of the now recession. I, now I'm going in 2020, so I'm starting a new decade. And I kind of talked about some of the stuff that's happened. Not not really all of it, but just kind of city infrastructure, not some of the stuff that's happened. But, you know, we started, like you say, with a recession. And I, re- I remember, you know, I'm the new guy there, and Matt's saying, we're going to plan for when, when we come out of this recession. This is what we're going to be doing because there's nothing we could do. There's nothing going on. And we planned. And we t- I remember we talked about some exactly we needed to get that, the Fireman's Park Curling Center corner. That's a catalyst site. We need to get that done. The, the catalyst site at First and Chestnut, we needed to get that done. And really all of these things have been accomplished since that's happened. So... It's remarkable. But I mean, it, it and really it's been had. A really I mean, good. As far as you know, the shiny new things. It just. Uh, it's we've been really fortunate. Like I said, you know, we brought national attention to us with the Ryder Cup, as you mentioned. You know, it was. Um, it started off cold because it's late in the year for a golf event, and then uh, all of a sudden it turned. It was seventy-five and sunny, and it was gorgeous. And beside that, the U.S. won, so it was huge. That 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 was such a, a big event for us. The 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 redevelopment of the Fireman's Park and the Curling Center and Veterans Park. I, I've just been the Veterans Park thing. It is, turned out gorgeous. Yeah, I, if, if people if haven't have, seen that, if, if you, you got to go and veterans, go at night because it's yes, so cool. If you are cool. in the Veterans Memorial, come here about five o'clock. Go have dinner and then come see it full lit up in the evening because walk it's beautiful. park have dinner at the pint or yeah. any of the places along there and then walk across the bridge and yeah, go there's across a, there's a bridge it's, that leads from one park to the other it yeah. is it is uh it it has really come out i mean you know i see all these things on flat pieces of paper and i i just i just struggle with them and 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 so far we've been very fortunate because everything that's come out of them have been very positive and yeah. and and strong things that have really helped and that's what's really helping you you heard us talking about that site across from the fireman's park well that was only developed because of fireman's park being developed right and yeah that could have been an abandoned gas station and an old furniture store for a long time so and and we've got other things that have spun off that in the the downtown area and i just i just think that and and beside that the curling center now has become the national uh training center for the u.s olympic team yeah usa curling and so so that's huge and you know we had some coverage uh u.s curling Curling Night in America was here. My nephew texting me from Los Angeles yes. going, I'm watching Chaska yeah. on, on so ESPN, that, on the Ocho, but yep. it was still ESPN. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's, and, and so 
So we've really gotten a lot of national attention the last few years. And for one's positive and not bad things. So yeah. and, and that's the other thing. We've really stayed away from bad things happening. So we haven't made the news that way either. So we've been pretty fortunate with things like that. So no. so yeah, you're right. Well, it's good, it, good the last five years it's been it's been a good run. The first five run. were like, holy cow, this is really crazy. And then <laughs> and then now it's so crazy the other way. We're so busy we can't you don't know where to start or you don't have time to do this and do that. So fortunate. I, so one more, th- well, two things. One is I understand that you're going to be guest bartending out at the <laughs> Shram House. Yeah, there's uh, a, there's another new shiny thing that came out. Yes, is our, yes. The, is, the, is a the repurposed, word. it was our old Carver County public works site, but it's a beautiful location. Sits up. You guys did a little horse trading with the county to acquire that site. Is uh, that how that well, worked or how well, does it, without well, too far city into the to weeds. county, so... So we knew the county was going to sell it. Mm-hmm. We can buy it directly from the county okay. because we're a city. Right now, if Shram wanted to buy it directly from the county, they couldn't. Ha- that that wouldn't be able to ah, happen okay. because we had. We were able to. I I, I think this is all legal. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's Luke's, too late now. <laughs> yes, Luke's Luke's having a Luke at the yeah, uh, city attorney yeah. having a heart attack right at this second. But um, I know I know it's all on me up. And yeah, up. But, no, I know. But Just, so so we were able to buy it, and then we can sell it back to Shram uh, because cities can can sell right counties for some reason there's a there's a weird law in there and i don't understand well, i'm that. actually talking to mark Metz, so i'll well, ask him about because that, but. it's the same thing like like when you do a project with the county the cities have to acquire the land they can't do it I, so there's okay. there's some yeah We're craziness deep in there weeds about, on that, yeah but. but but um so so anyways we we've got a a local brewery from waconia that expanded and came down here actually they're in lake town next to waconia and so they've opened a brewery here, and somehow they asked me to be a guest bartender. So I'm going to be the guest bartender so a week from tomorrow. December 17th from 5 to 7 at the Shram House. So yeah, that'll that's... be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and speaking of beer, this is my last question. <laughs> is Yeah, if, beer's good. If, yeah, if beer's good. <laughs> what? No, it's only one. <laughs> it's still early. Um, but if you were, if, if this is kind of a just nice way to wrap up, is if you could, you were, if you could had the time, and could sit in the living room of every resident in Chaska and had a beer, what would you want people to know? Imagine if we're doing like a virtual beer, right, with somebody in Chaska, and there's just like, I don't know if it's a pet peeve or just something that you wish more people understood. Is there one thing that you just would want people to know, like coming from you? Well, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting one. But I, I think that... Maybe the the biggest thing would be is that that everything that we try to do, we're trying to do it for the residents. It's not about us. I mean, it's we're trying to do what we feel is best for the community. I know when we started the downtown redevelopment, we had a lot of pushback. Now they see what's happening and they're going, "This is pretty good." But there's so many. Sometimes there's so many things that people don't really fully understand because that. It's like they don't know that the sewers are 150 years old underneath there, and there's really there is no pipe left, and the water main break or the water mains are about ready to fall apart and just rupture, and the electric lines are going to break. So those are all the things that are happening underground that people don't understand are way more important, and I, I know trees are important, but way more important than that tree above the ground, mm-hmm. and and so. I guess if there's that thing to know that we're trying to do what's best and 
and we're trying to look to the future. We're trying to be that visionary. So the, the last thing we want to do is handcuff the next set of council members that have to be here. Um, there's one other thing that I wanted to say, and I, I, I lost it. See, now you got to come back. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a perfect way to end it. Yeah, it, there That's is. That's actually a really good um, way to end it. But it, it's. Um, oh, I'm just kidding. It's all right. I'm just drawing a blank on it, but you know, like I said, we're just trying to do what what we feel is best, and and none of us are none of us are career politicians. None of us. I don't see any of us going anywhere, but where we are now. And so we're not looking to try to make a name or say something that we don't mean. We're, you know, if, if we're doing something, we're trying to mean what we're trying to say. And, and we live here. I mean, I see, my goal is to walk around. So, oh, I know what, I know what it is. My, the other thing is, is that I would wish if people really have a question that they come and ask us. I'd much rather them ask that than go to Facebook and ask. That sure. goes back to your Facebook question. Well, yeah, because so much misinformation. And... There, there are sites that none of us are on, and they ask these questions, and then somebody else gives them an answer, and they think that's the answer. And more times than not, that's not the answer. Sure. So if you have a, if there's ever a question, no matter what community you live in, go talk to your council per person, you know, or or the mayor. Uh, like I said, I. I put myself out there all over, and everyone says, "Oh, I don't want to bug." Yeah, you. you're I say, around. I say, so. "No, I'd rather you ask me than it, you." It just, it just the the problem grows and grows and grows. So, so I always look at it as I, I personally would rather have you ask me the question than not ask the question. Okay. I, I may or may not have the answer, and you may or may not like the answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be fair with you and honest with you and tell you the truth. I know that. So, well, Mark, thank you so much. Absolutely. This was terrific. You were, this, was, this was a lot of fun. Thanks a lot for All coming right, thanks, in. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate All right. it.